program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Feel it coming in the air yeah. And the screams from everywhere yeah. I'm addicted to the truth It's a dangerous Stop. love affair Can't be scared when it goes down Got a problem, tell me Stop. now Only thing that's on my mind Is who gon' this town tonight Hey, we got uh, Alex Clancy in the studio, Deborah DeBree, Cindy Liska. I did a Facebook thing, and I forgot to put your name in. Did you see it, Cindy? Uh, you forgot me. Alex forgot me. It's okay. It's I was because right. I, I was just naming the segments of the show. Oh, yeah. yeah and then Whatever. I'm like, well, Cindy does bring a lot of hockey and baseball to the show. That yeah. Alex so there we go. We're go- we, need, we need another segment of music for that dance you're doing right now. So. We do. <laughs> 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 you know, we do have a lot to talk about. Yeah. Don't you hate when you have a lot of time and you still late somewhere? Yeah, I had plenty. And of I time. hate it more when people do that to me. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know they've got a me lot too. of time and they're always. I late. was late for an appointment, but I was in Vegas. You know what I said? I meet you at a uh, Timber Town Lake. This was a week prior, right? And, and then I'm like, my alarm goes off. So what is this going off? Then I got a call say, I'm here. I'm like, where? Where are you? You in Vegas? And I was in Vegas, and I was supposed to be at Tempe Marketplace. Ooh, Ooh. that's a long drive. <laughs> that's, like, <laughs> that's a really long drive. <laughs> I just don't like you when you, you had a lot of time, and you're still late. There. I, mean, I, got, I got up this morning. I was on the road in and realized about three blocks of my house. It's like, oh, crap, we're not on for another hour. Yeah, I drove home. Did you? I did. <laughs> you should have went to get, get – oh, you did to get your coffee, huh? No, nah, this is from home, yeah. Uh, well, what, Alex, uh, he is from home, too? Nope. Mine's from McDonald's on Alma School that you love. <laughs> I'll never go there again. And I love. I had to wait in line for six minutes. Oh, so that was too long. That's too long. That's not efficient. I'm, I'm saying that's what you said. That would be fast. I guess it wasn't for... no six minutes. It was longer than that. There's a reason why it's called fast food, right? Yeah. It's but they didn't say fast drinks. They said fast food. Oh, no, they were like... terrible. And none of them spoke English. So there you is. There it is. Right <laughs> there there. You... <laughs> there Speaking there of not speaking yeah, English. Anyways. I've never spoken English. I've never spoken English. Well, see, I met you because you said on Facebook that you spoke two languages, and one of them was sarcasm. I'm like, dude, I will take you in the parking lot right now. I got 25 years of construction. English language is the most hardest language to learn, so Mm. I just make up my words. And if you don't understand it, F all. The really sad part is we're all starting to understand you. Oh, then, hey, welcome to my world. Come on in. Let's talk about the BCS, the BS or the BCS, because I still think it's BS in a sense that Alabama was ranked number one most of the year. Was it all year? They didn't come in number no, one. SC because was. SC was number one, yeah. right? All right, for most of the year, they lose to Texas Tech. Texas A&M. Same Texas thing. A&M, that's all, yep. It's all the same. Texas Tech, Texas A&M, TCU. Uh, they lose to Texas A&M, and they are still ranked number four. I, I, don't, I don't agree with that. I, I mean, it goes back to what I said about Boise years ago. Give these kids a fair shot. I mean, I know you want that BCS, and then you want to hold have a BCS uh, record of, championships coming out of that conference but when you they lost at home they didn't go to texas a&m and yeah. lose they lost at home they're the number one ranked team 
and then it looked like they show up for the game. A lot of the stuff that Texas A&M was doing should have been sacks and losses and fumbles, uh, but they found a way to win and get to the end zone. Yeah, I mean, when you, when you uh, spot the other team 20 points in the first quarter, it's kind of difficult Tough. to come back. Anywhere. I mean, well, and the only team that probably could have done that was Alabama because their defense is so uh, exemplary most of the time. They took the first quarter off. They hadn't let up a first quarter touchdown the whole year. Uh, one of the one of three college football teams that could have said that. You know, uh, they came back. They gave up, what, three points the rest of the game. I mean, it's... it's um, it's uh, or they gave him nine points. Sorry, twenty nine, twenty four. Yeah, twenty nine, twenty four in the final score. That I mean, that quarterback is so good for um, Texas A and M. He's very mobile, um, and it looked like he has a like don't die attitude. Uh, just find a way to make it happen. Yeah, I mean, and he ran all. I mean, he had ninety two yards rushing. Uh, he he played flawless football, you know, and that's it, it's tough to say that against uh, a defense that could po- supposedly could play, you know, Jacksonville Jaguars and beat them in the NFL, which I think is. I'm a glad. Cross. I'm yeah, just. Yeah. I'm glad he's white because if he was black doing all that running, it would be trouble. Go ahead, Cindy. <laughs> <laughs> really, you're gonna set me up for that? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm getting on the neighborhood, dude. <laughs> well, I just, I mean, Bama should have. Dro- they barely beat L- or LSU. Don't look at me like I know. They yeah. barely, <laughs> they barely yes. beat LSU the week before. I thought they LSU was going to win that game. They yeah. got to the goal line, um, and it was the same thing. It was the same thing against LSU. They're coming back from behind at the end. They got to the goal line now against Texas A and M and couldn't get it in at the end of the game. I mean, that's when you win the games is when the pressure's on at the end. So was were they paused to lose this game? Because I also want to go back to uh, when we get into NFL. It's kind of what the Giants was doing uh, in losing football games, but Bama. Uh, they played a tough game. They end up pulling it out against LSU, and I thought LSU really had that game. It, co- it always comes down. I mean, you, you you don't know what quarter, or what play it is, but it comes down to a play, and and um, competitive sports. Yeah, right. I mean, and that was that was a, a letdown game against A and M, and they were still in it against a top fifteen team because obviously all of their emotions going to go towards LSU at home at LSU. You know, all of these things. I think that the BC the uh, the scheduling committee does this absolutely correctly because you don't want to have LSU and Alabama play the last game of the year like you have you know Michigan Ohio State you have all the big big rival games at the end of the year because if they're both if they're both uh, undefeated at that point the BCS has no idea what they do with the winner and the loser so you have to put them a couple weeks up in what was this week uh, twelve you have you have it happen now and uh, you can actually make, make some decisions based on it after. What do you guys think? If, if um, Louisville wouldn't have lost to Syracuse, they would have been undefeated too. But, you know, you go back. Here's the argument that's going to continue to happen. Well, they'll schedule. They'll schedule this. They'll schedule that. You can look at the top three. You can look at Kansas State, Notre Dame, Alabama, Georgia schedule, Ohio State schedule. You can look at those and say, well, they're not playing anybody. Yeah. Well, and the problem too is you, know, you can look at it and say, do players play up to their schedule or down to their schedule? Kids, I think most kids, uh, professional guys. Ask Oregon that. Yeah. How many points they're putting up. Ask them how, how they play against their schedule. The it comes down to the coach, to beat, too. They beat by 70. Yeah. That's the team, the team they're supposed to beat. Uh, Mariota, that freshman quarterback's phenomenal. He threw six touchdown passes this past week. I think I think um, Oregon, and I'll, I'm an Oregon fan. I just like, first of all, I like the uniforms. I don't, yeah. I'm waiting for to see where they come out in. <laughs> that, <laughs> that, that, piss yellow, is, yeah. that piss yellow that we haven't seen yet. Is that yeah. what you call it? Oh, well, it looks what it looks <laughs> like. Could be throw up green. <laughs> Capture brown. Yeah, you know, you, you know what? <laughs> okay, that's not what they're calling so. Alrighty then. But I like, what, you know, I like that team. I, I think Oregon usually tighten up in bowl games, in the, in the big bowl games, and they find a way to win them, but they tighten up because all year they blow. And all that matters if you win a football game. But all year they blow teams out like they'll put up 60-plus points on teams, mm-hmm. the teams they're supposed to be, and then they'll find a way to win. 
the teams that's real. I mean, the competition well, was part of co- closer. Is, you know, coaching and you know what is he um, grooming his players to be able to do? And I agree that you you need to play the game. You know, and the, I like your comment before Kwame about the. Uh, uh, you know, play the play that's in front of you, the moment to moment. You've got to look at every single play is important. You don't know when it's going to fall in the game, but it's going to be important at some point in the end score. That's why I always say go hard. I mean, yeah. you, it, it sounds crazy, but it, we, we always say, you know, you'll pass out before you die. you got enough trainers over there to come out there quick enough to save you. Right. Because you got to go hard every play. You don't know which play it's going to be. That's and right. When you, and when you take that play off, you're like, that could have been the one. Well, and any play can turn the game. Yep. It's not whether you score or not or whether you did well in the play or not. It's that, that play that you made is the one um, that can turn the, you know, the whole attitude of the game. Well, I mean, with yeah. Oregon, I don't know if that's necessarily – I mean, they've been up by so many points the whole year that uh, they're kind of – Chip Kelly's uh, an offensive genius. He'll be in the NFL in the next Chip couple Kelly. of years. And, and people tend to forget that very few years a player will come into college football – and just win a national championship pretty much on their own. Okay, I say that loosely defined because everybody has their role. I understand that. But not many Cam Newtons come around in college football. They can just come in, win a national championship, and ride off into the sunset. And that's what Oregon uh, ran into when they went to the national championship game. So this year, I'm really upset that Alabama lost, and I've never said that before. But I wanted to see Alabama-Oregon. I really did. I do not want to see Kansas Oregon State, Oregon. Oregon would have run them out of the stadium. Okay. I, I Oregon would have run them out of the stadium. Well, we have no idea. Look what Texas just did, when, too. When was the last time there was a Pac-12 powerhouse or Pac-10 powerhouse, which is, again, loosely defined because there haven't been many besides USC, but you have Oregon and you have the best defense in the country clashing. That hasn't happened, and that's the fallacy of the BCS is that it doesn't allow it to happen. That's one of them. But I, I still believe that you have to play the game, and Texas showed up and played that game. They went to Alabama. Mm-hmm. That's a tough place to but play. But it was again, Texas A&M is another tough place to play, but these guys went on a roll as ranked number 15th in the country and beat the number one team. All right, well, what about Notre Dame? Do, should they? Here's the rankings, the AP polls. Oregon, uh, Kansas mm-hmm. State, Notre Dame, Alabama, Georgia. How did they go in front of Georgia? Are they still in the SEC, too? They haven't lost yet. And it's Notre Dame. Who Notre had, Dame. Who Notre Dame lost? lost. Notre Dame hasn't lost. No, no, lost. no. I'm talking about Georgia. How did Alabama oh, go number four? Because they just beat LSU. And Georgia's schedule's weak. Georgia is not. Georgia lost to a bad team early. And then. And they found a way to go not be 9-1 and one right now. Yeah. But they're Georgia. I mean, I'm the number one team in the country, and I just lost at home. I, I, don't, I hear what you say. I'm just. I'm trying to make some sense out of it. Mm-hmm. If. Um, they, they're 22. They're sitting 22. I'm sorry, 20. Louisville sitting at number 20. They're 91. They lost one game. So it's going to come down to, I think they're trying to get a one-loss team to play against one of these undefeated teams. I think you're teams. absolutely right. But, wh- but why would you do that? That's unfair. To me, that's unfair. I know that is there's a lot of money involved with what comes with these games. But to me, it's unfair. Who should be number one, two, and three? Well, here's the thing. In the, in the uh, human polls, Oregon is ranked one in both. Kansas State is two. Now, Oregon has these, they're ranked 4, 3, 5, 4. Like in all these computer rankings, they're definitely below where I think they should be. Notre Dame in all the computer rankings is either first or second. And that is just, I don't know how the computers have some sort of, have some sort of thought process, but Notre Dame is going to be the sexy pick to get in if they're undefeated. I, and I, they will get, if, say, Kansas State loses in Oregon, Oregon and Notre Dame play, Oregon will shellack Notre Dame. Like, it's not, there's not a question as to, uh, the the questionability of, of Notre Dame's team strength right now. And they just haven't lost yet, so they're not going anywhere. No, I, I believe Oregon 
will beat up on Notre Dame. But Notre Dame is a tough, resilient team, uh, and they proved that. you got to play against They've them. learned how to play in overtime. They learned, yeah, yeah they, they <laughs> had some overtime, <laughs> but they learned how to pull them out. And you look at you look at what they're doing. They, they, I mean, you get one vote and you're number three. Uh, you you got a Heisman candidate over there like Kansas State does. That's the – I go from the computer polls to the human polls, and I agree with that. The computer – you go strength of schedule, you go on strength of, strength of schedule every week because – Look at the teams you play. They're no longer in the top 10 or in the top 15. And now you look at the game as a human. I don't see any computer watching the games. I think you just put the numbers in, who the teams you play, and that's how you get them ranked. Yeah, I mean, when Pittsburgh has to, Pittsburgh takes you to overtime or double over. I mean, it's just that you should not be fighting for a national championship at that point. I mean, they are number one in the country in points against. But, I mean, they're, they haven't played. They still have to play USC, and I think USC is going to be the hiccup game for them, which will in turn cost them their national championship hopes. If they lose, so how about this? Alabama wins out. Notre Dame loses to USC. Okay, so Notre Dame's out. Then you have two undefeated teams and Alabama at three. One lost SEC team. So who are you going to put? You got Alabama. Two. Okay, you put you got... Alabama in over Kansas State. No way. You have to. What did Kansas, Kansas State, State do wrong? What did any... Kansas State do wrong? Kansas State is the benefactor of a great preseason ranking that before any games were played, well, and they haven't lost. Alabama's going to be the benefactor of who they are and playing in which conference. Yeah, so which one's fair? And Kansas State is totally, to it's me, totally arbitrary. It's, to me, this is fair, and it's always been this way, and I and I go back to Boise. Boise has been playing hard for... Boise was a really good team, though. I, I, they were a good team, but nobody, everybody made their reasons to, to keep them out of it, saying they're scheduled. Yeah. What, what's, what's the difference between this undefeated Kansas State team and then... Uh, Alabama nine and one, or they be ten and one, or eleven and one. What's wrong with Oregon and Oregon and Kansas State? It's not sexy enough for TV, so it wasn't generating enough money. Those fans would travel. Notre Dame will always be up there because mm-hmm. their fans go. Right. They can be. I've watched them six and six. Shouldn't have been in the bowl game. Their fans get them in the bowl game because they go anywhere in the world to watch those Absolutely. guys play. Alabama. The reason why I believe that they would make the national championship over. Uh, an undefeated team is because to win the SEC championship, you have to be a national championship contender. The Big Twelve—it's not the same with Kansas State, Alabama having to beat—they'll have to beat Georgia or Florida in the Big Twelve cha- in the uh, SEC championship game. So they already pretty much played a national championship game against a top ten team. So that would in turn catapult them to get there. That's what I think. Let's do this. Let's take a one minute break. Give me time to uh, refresh my coffee and my thoughts. Uh, we got Clancy Corner coming up. Yeah. All right, it's Quorum Lots of Sports Talk. We'll be back in 60 seconds. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. The job of a professional athlete is never complete. In Life After the Game, host Lamar Campbell will take an inside look at how athletes are making the transition from the professional athletics world to the professional business world. You'll understand the goals, motivations, and personalities that drive these players off the field and in their post-professional career. Tune in to Life After the Game with Lamar Campbell every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Sports and medicine go hand in hand. 
Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine, from the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week. Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. internet flagship station for sports voice america sports back to the corner of sports talk alex clancy deborah breeze cindy liska we're talking about the bcs the bs of the bcs and i'm still a huge fan of watching the undefeated town and i go and i say that because the fairness to the kids, the fairness to the program, and fairness to um, what the coach. And there's a lot of legitimate coaches out there. With some coaches like Lane Kiffin, with a lot of their players to get them there and promise them the world. And it's all about Lane Kiffin. That guy's shady. Shady, yeah. That guy should. I don't know how. He, I don't know how he's still coaching in Division One program. This is his fault that they're this bad. That they're not national. If he, Pete Carroll was there, they'd be number one in the country still, in my opinion. Pete Carroll shady, but he's more truthful than you got. Which lesser evil do you? Well, he was have? smart. He pieced out before all the sanctions came down. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he did. He did. This guy's he, he, gotta go. There's no way as a head coach that you don't know what's going on with your program. Yeah, so, that's true. It was smart for him to leave. Keep keep him out of that. He'll be back down to college because this is second. That would have been his second stint anyway in the NFL. He's doing all right though. He's doing all right in Seattle. Yeah, yeah. He He's doing all right. And we get into some. NFL I do want to give a shout. Out, uh, what's his name? Brian Kelly is doing an incredible. Notre Dame is 9-0. I mean, or let's just say that first. I don't think their team is as good as the record, but he went there from uh, Cincinnati after after they, like, he, everybody got mad at him for leaving, and he just... Yeah, so I don't he, like the station went off. Station still on? I don't know. Just... That went off. Oh, that went off. Oh, that loud fan. Cindy Why We digress. <laughs> <laughs> as long as we're on. It happens That's before. All it happened before, so, <laughs> you know. You know, we need to get the TV uh, going in here. They... they Supposedly, I'm doing air quotes. Supposedly, uh, <laughs> you even look get, cool doing air quotes. Really look cool. We had a TV in here. Well, they're getting a, they're getting a video cam, so you know they can market us more than we can market us. So cool, we can, cool. And we can. It's good to have it. somebody to banter with. Yeah, yeah. Know, exactly. <laughs> Definitely. No, I think it'd be a good thing. I mean, what's the next step? You know, Voice America Sports. You have radio, internet broadcast, mm-hmm. and I'm sorry, Alex, we're getting into your. Um, we get into it. Do, but, we, yeah. uh, do we get to bring in little signs that we can put back to them? I'm a, I'm we get mar- to judge mar- them mar- like they judge oh, us. Oh, marking me way more than they oh, marking okay. me. So, I mean us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's get into Clancy Corner real quick. All right. Um, Lakers signed Mike D'Antoni to uh, coach the team for three years, $12 million. Everybody thought it was going to be Phil Jackson. I am happy about the choice that Mike D'Antoni, uh, that they chose Mike D'Antoni. But what I want to talk about is why they chose him. Everybody's like, oh, it, it seems a little weird that, you know, they, they uh, offered Phil Jackson the job pretty much. They gave him until Monday to come up with the terms. And they call Phil Jackson at midnight Sunday night and said, oh, sorry, you know, we, we signed Mike D'Antoni. I think it's personal. I think that since Phil Jackson's been gone, Jim Buss, uh, Jerry Buss, the owner's son, has been running things. He's the new sheriff in town. And that wasn't the case when Phil Jackson was there because he was the only man in a suit that mattered in that franchise. Jim Buss, his uh, sister Jeannie, has been dating Phil for a long time. So I think that also has something to do with it. I think Phil Jackson and Jim Buss not talking maybe no more than twice in, in his tenure as the Lakers head coach, winning all those championships, had something to do with it. 
Jim Buss wants his spotlight, and he is wrecking the Lakers because of it. They kept Andrew Bynum for three too many years. They, he signed Mike Brown without without talking to anybody about it, and look how that ended up. So I think what it came down to, even though Jim and Mitch Kupchak went over to Phil's house to offer him the job, I think that Jim Buss, this is his up yours to Phil Jackson to get back for all the things that he thought that Phil did to him in the past. So with Mike D'Antoni running the pick and roll with the Lakers, I think this is the best fit for them. And I think with Steve Nash healthy and everybody else healthy, the Lakers can definitely win a championship this year, if not next year. This year? I'm going to give them to next year. And, and you make a lot of good points. I think I think D'Antoni coming in was more of a, a Steve Nash benefactor mm-hmm. than, than, than mm-hmm. anything because you got Kobe. And Kobe's not going to run up and down that court. Kobe's going to get to the half game. But I think Steve Nash and I, I go back to the Utah Jazz, Stockton and Malone. Mm-hmm. What Steve Nash does is, is more Stockton-like than anybody that I've ever seen play the game mm-hmm. um, in my time. And that's plenty more before that. But what he's what he can do with Powell Casal and uh, big, big Dwight, Howard. Dwight Howard, what he can do with those guys would be tremendous in the fast court, bringing it down the half-court game and dishing the ball off and getting points and ones. Yeah, and, I mean, this is also going to be a long game Kobe's, Kobe's career. Be, yeah, exactly. Be because, because in Mike D'Antoni's offense, there is a point guard – who handles the ball most of the time. So if Kobe can learn, as he said before they signed uh, Steve Nash, and he'd love to just focus on scoring and not so much uh, handling the ball as much, if, if he actually holds true to those words, both Steve Nash and Kobe's careers can be elongated by, I would say, two or three more years. Two or three more years. Well, Kobe's those, probably, I think bodies. Kobe's got three years, serviceable years left. Solid, one, solid Kobe Bryant years? Well, or? I think one, if uh, this year, next year, and then he'll he'll hopefully drop down to 18 points a game right off into the sunset, maybe with another championship. I think Kobe learned to, um, you know, defer a lot of shots to uh, trust his teammates to those guys up there, uh, like Jordan did. Jordan got to a point where we're going to win it, we're going to win it because I'm shooting. And then he realized uh, B.J. Armstrong, uh, Paxson, um, he had Pippen, Steve Kerr, Steve was the last Kerr. One. Steve Kerr. And you even had a uh, what's the guy from Oklahoma? He was the worst player ever come out of Oklahoma, I believe. But you know you had you had those guys that he would defer to because he started trusting them. But they started to understand when when I'm triple team, you better pass the ball. Mm-hmm. You better you, when I'm triple team. When I pass the ball, you better make that shot. Yeah, when things are done right, it's how it's interesting how much wisdom comes with age that you. Uh, you know what you're capable of, what you're not capable of, and you start to become a lot wiser in your decisions. And, uh, yeah, Jordan was one of those that as he continued to gain some age, he gained some wisdom with it and started passing the ball and making better plays. Okay. Well, it's not really the decision of D'Antoni going there, as to me, as opposed to the way it was made. They, um, I think, again, I think it was a big up yours to Phil Jackson. They I, that's didn't, do, what it, I, that's what they didn't do it the way – that's Jim Buss. That uh, is not Mitch Kupchak. They had a vendetta against him, so they say Jim Buss does. Let's that's pretend it. we're going to hire him. And well, that's why he's not going to win. That's why he's not going to win. Throw him under the bus, huh? And yeah. that's why he's not going to win because he was a kid um, when, his own, when uh, he was coaching these teams. He was a kid pretty much, but he was still in the family business. And now I'm saying, how can I get back at him? Bring him back into the line light and then shove it in his face. Because yep. he already know what he uh, wanted. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying that happened, but I'm saying that, that it's easily. Not, it's not that far fetched. That easy could happen. And Deb, going back to what you said, uh, Kobe hasn't done that yet. Kobe what? hasn't. Kobe's he's changed. working towards it, but he's not there. He's, had, he's changed his game. He's changed how he will score. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he's really worked on his backup uh, back to the basket game that Michael Jordan did when he got a little bit older. He's worked on his little floaters. He's worked on his Dirk fadeaway. He's done things to make his game uh, curta- uh You know, uh, when he's getting older, rep- yeah, being a thirty-three year old, well, he's, he's changed it around that. 
But the whole passing and thinking that he's not the focal point hasn't happened yet. Him trusting his teammates hasn't happened yet. He didn't trust maybe the most dominant big man since uh, probably after Kareem. Oh, Sorry, Shaq. Yeah, I, was, I, t- I forgot about Kareem. But uh, Shaq, I mean, the last 10 or 15 years, he didn't trust him. He didn't trust any. He didn't I think trust that was, anybody. I, you know it. what? Kobe and Shaquille, that was more egos than anything. This is my team. Mm-hmm. And both of yeah. them were saying, this yeah. is my that team. That was Shaq's yeah, team. Right. Was, yeah. It was Shaq's team. But Kobe, a young superstar out of high school coming out, yeah. like, he had to learn how to play the game, too. I don't care how much talent you got. You had to learn. And I think he took his time off the bench. Kobe missed, like, eight shots in a row. Mm-hmm. Now look at Kobe right now. We're talking about Kobe as the next, the, the guy who's behind Michael Jordan. Right. Yeah. But Until he, LeBron he, I, gets there. Huh? Until LeBron gets there. Look, I'm not saying LeBron. I'm not saying LeBron's not gonna get there. LeBron has to catch up to Kobe rings. Yeah, I mean, no, that's true. I, no, you're right. You're I mean, right. you got what? Well, Kobe has five rings. Yeah, Kobe's checking, uh, trying to catch up to Michael Jordan, and exactly, you know, LeBron's trying to catch up with uh, Kobe. Kobe. If Kobe, had, never... if Kobe had six rings right now, Kobe probably retire this year. Okay, here's but the when thing. you got this team, when you got what you have, uh, uh, you got what they bring these guys in, these new guys. You think there's a chance in the next two years? It's not. It's not this year, in my opinion. I just think chemistry this year. But when you got, when you have what you have offensively and defensively for the Lakers, and then you got Dan Antonio, you bring Dan Antonio to the fold. I think next year will be a little a legitimate shot. Yeah, I mean, I think that people forget about the, what the Heat went through last year or two years ago when they all uh, got put together. They started eight and nine. Everybody's freaking out. They made it to the right. finals. Okay, so I mean, let's not jump to conclusions here. The Lakers definitely won't win this year, but I understand. That you have to have some cohesion with the team, and I think D'Antoni coming in, Steve Nash, the best playmaker since John Stockton, can just when you win and when you score a lot of points, it's easier to get along. It's easier to be cohesive. <laughs> so I really think that that will definitely happen in the upcoming weeks. And if they go on a run in January, who knows what's going to happen? The West is tougher than the East. Yeah. Uh, remember, you remember LeBron was in Cleveland. He took him to the championship game. It was just LeBron. Right. Kobe has help now. I mean, well. Kobe has helped every three years uh, when you think this is going to be it. And he found a way. One of those rings he won, I didn't think they had a chance. And he won. Kobe got him there. They pulled it out. They almost lost to Orlando. That was the year they were, yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think when you brought up the word uh, trust, Alex, that was a big thing because Kobe um, right now, I think when he starts to see that he's got guys around him that he can trust, then he'll Mm -hmm. start playing a little bit differently. Maybe. You win more when you you trust more. Yeah, and I, I think one thing that is absolutely untrue that is said a lot is that he's still playing, he still wants to win so he can get six rings. Kobe's been this way since he came out of the womb. He's like this at all-star games. Remember when he went up to LeBron because LeBron passed up the last shot? He got in his face. He goes, what the hell are you doing? Mm -hmm. You know, don't you want to win? And Kobe just wants to win. And that it, if Kobe he wins like rings, he, fine. Well, but he hasn't changed his demeanor since he came into the league. And that's the He's same, always wanted to win. That's the same fire that Michael Jordan had, that he didn't care what he was doing, what sport he was playing, where he was at, where he was standing in line. It was, it was all about winning for him. Although he stunk at baseball. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. it doesn't mean, doesn't mean he was good at it. It exactly. just means that, that he was all about winning. And if he couldn't approach. win, I'll back away and I'll go find some place where I can. I think uh, you put the top five athletes there. Mm-hmm. There's more than five, but the top five. I don't even know how you can get to the top five because I – People think Deion Sanders is a top 20. He is a top 20, but I got him in my top 10. Deion uh, Sanders. Across all sports? But going back to um, what Deborah was saying, they're winning out, how you approach the game, you're winning out of two, how people perceive you, your opponent, when you're about to play. If, you, if, I'm, if I'm worrying about Deion Sanders on the other side of the football field, something's not right with me. That's right. Something's not right yeah. with my head. So Jordan was that guy. We got to play Chicago. Okay, let we, we put that down as a loss. Some cowards do that. 
Some yeah. guys do that. They don't think they can win. Yeah. And I hate coaches that say, well, go out there and do your best. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like, what the hell right. is up with that? And that's, you know? and that's Mike Brown. That, that, that was Mike Brown. Well, he's, or, he's, or do your best against this team. Right. You know? it's we're like, we're going to take a break. You can talk about Mike Brown real quick before we get down and dirty with Deborah. But, you know, it, it is. Kobe said and, and Buss said everything was okay. I heard that interview. He winked his eye, and next thing you know, it was over. From yeah. Live Sports Talk, we'll be back in the near future. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you? It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get ready to talk sports with the big guys. Tune in to Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis every Tuesday for the inside and outside of the business of sports. Keith and his guests will provide expert commentary and answer all of your burning questions about your favorite team, the players, and what's next. It's time to have fun with the game. Listen for Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis and his favorite co-hosts every Tuesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time time on the Voice America Sports Channel. The talk doesn't get any hotter. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Now some of you might still be in that place. If you're trying to get out, just follow me. From Live Sports Talk, we got down and dirty with Deborah. You want to say something about Mike Brown before we get into that? No, I'm just saying Houston? the thing with LA was that he just—he's <laughs> too nice of a guy. Mike Brown? He's so well spoken. He's so earnest. No, I don't like the way he's he talks. So go ahead. That don't mean he's not well spoken, but I just don't like the way. Well, Kwame like that doesn't know English uh, doesn't <laughs> like the way a man speaks. Got, got it. Got, got it. Noted. Noted. Don't noted. know English or don't speak English. Which one you think? I, which one you think it is for me? Yes. So yeah, Mike Brown, um, <laughs> no, Mike Brown, I, you know, but he's too nice of a guy. I think D'Antoni, oh, another thing about D'Antoni was that that was Kobe's favorite player growing up in Italy. D'Antoni was the best, mm-hmm. he was his favorite yeah. player. He was the guy he looked up to. Forgot to mention that. That's huge. So Kobe, instant, well, this is Kobe's this dream is, coach This now. is Kobe's decision, Dan. But they, no, they, I but think they, everybody would, I think everybody, no, no, Steve no, Nash. This Kobe they called in Steve if, Nash If I'm Kobe too. Bryant right. or Michael Jordan mm. uh, and Steve Nash, too, yeah, I think both of those guys. More so Kobe. My favorite player, I'm saying, I want this guy. I've had Phil Jackson. I know what he can do. We go back into that triangle offense. Mike Brown and that Princeton offense passed the ball five times. Yeah. Against some pros, yeah. which every guy, probably 75% of those guys on the team, that they can shoot. But you have to have one or two superstars that's going to take that shot. No, that Princeton stuff don't work. I just hope that they're in shape enough to run this offense that Mike D'Antoni has. I don't has. think he's going to speed it up that fast. I think they're going to. That's his offense. Well, you want to have two. You got two. Um, you have two teams. You have a 
running offense and you have a half-court offense. Sure. Well, the half-court offense is pick and roll that's coming out of transition. It's always in transition. You're always Steve moving. Steve Nash is about to run the show now. When they, when I they hope run, so. He's about to run the show. Kobe, uh, fall in line. Steve Nash, I'm not saying it's Steve Nash's team. I'm just saying this offense, he's very familiar he with. He knows how to move the ball and right. get it to the players right. that are going to make the points. And what he has yeah. is Pau Gasol, who's his Amari Stoudemire, who can pick and pop for that little 15, 17-footer. And, and then what you have he Dwight doesn't Howard have, the and what he have that he didn't have is a big man that can play defense yeah. who's been three times or four-time defensive player of the year. Yeah. Yeah, and who knows what Mike D'Antoni has learned when he was with the Knicks and what he's going to bring in here that he didn't have before. He's that's a, the one problem is that his one big stage job he got ran he got run out of town. Yeah, yeah. About by who? Yeah, he got run out of town by, by Carmelo. Carmelo. By he's Carmelo. a problem. Yeah. I know, I know, but he's the closest thing to Kobe in the league besides LeBron James. Nobody he, has a. Yeah, but Kobe's what did he learn by that? Yeah. Right. Yeah. The he, mental Kobe toughness got it fine, fair. Kobe I'm got saying it pure offensive talent. Carmelo Anthony may be the best pure scorer in the league. Kobe's been in a, a big player. city. Kobe's been in a big city since he left high school. Carmelo was then Denver. He go to New yeah. York. I'm, my mentality gonna change. I gotta get an attitude. But right. he's from that area. So, yeah. but you haven't been. What does that have there. to do with them running the coach out of town? Who Carmelo? Yeah. What he, is that? It's his city. He probably. Yeah, I, think, he just got I there. think he. I think he did run the coach. They didn't have. They, they didn't did. like each other. The whole team. Yeah. No, they didn't. They, right. Somebody got it. They're a bunch of punks over there. A bunch of teams. The guys they don't win on their own, so they have to. You always, have somebody, you know, you always have to have somebody to point the finger yeah, at. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't, you know? I don't know if I agree 100 percent with that. Not even Shocker. close to 75, <laughs> maybe three percent. Down and dirty with Deborah. So, talking about decisions, which we are, um, <laughs> I want to look at you know some of the things that have happened over the last weeks and or months. Of you know, is it a tough decision, a stupid decision, or an emotional decision? So, think about this. We got Jeff Gordon running team wanting cars off the yes. track is that a smart decision tough decision stupid decision or an emotional decision i'm going to say it's somewhat stupid and somewhat emotional and a lot of it's emotional because it, it was building up that's a revenge type play was it right or wrong don't care i'm just saying that there was a lot of emotion involved in it um look at what's going on with uh, general petraeus going out of sports for a little bit okay so emotional you think so it certainly wasn't a smart decision uh, when you talk, we just talked about uh, the Lakers and Jim Buss. You know, think that was emotional? Probably just a little bit. Um, let's go. Uh, I had a, a phone call from a father of a quarterback, quarterback playing for college. The uh, first string quarterback goes down, second string, which is his son, comes up. Kid plays, doesn't do the very best, hasn't had the reps that he was supposed to have. All of a sudden, the, the kid's complaining to the father, and the father's, father's calling the coach. What do you think? Smart decision, tough decision, emotional decision. The one thing that's true in all of these is that no matter whether it was a good decision or a bad decision, it was emotional, period. Emotions are in every single decision that we make. And emotions can drive us to make some really, really stupid decisions that we have to pay for big time later, and we need to be aware of them. The bottom line, you've got to know why you're making a decision. Are you really making it for yourself? or for someone else, because we couch decisions and a lot of uh, rhetoric, you know, and the smarter we are, the better we are at um, convincing ourselves the decision that we just made was a really smart decision. We can have arguments in our head all day long, and when you're smarter, you have better arguments, and you come out with, with conclusions that no matter what, you win, because you're going to figure out a way to make an excuse, if necessary, to make yourself, for the moment, feel good about it. 
So we've got to always go back and look at, you know, what type of decision are we making? Who are we really making it for? What's the end result we're looking to achieve? You know, what are the morals and values our own, not everybody else's, that we can bring into it? Because no matter what decision you make, good or bad, you have to live with the choices. You have to live with the consequences of those choices, and you're setting up a pattern for how you've made decisions in the past and are going to make decisions in the future. Deborah Bree, yourclearage.com. Cindy, you... I think that's a very, you know, I think that's a very, very valid thing to do. And it works in all walks of life. Again, like everything she says, it's not just sports related. See, people, um, and I agree, because people react off emotions more than anything. And then they they don't know if that's a smart decision or a tough decision. I think the Jeff Gordon thing was more of a business decision for down the road. Unfortunately, he got to 25 points deducted, which is going to hurt him more. Well, than he's the, got a but, car that's messed up. He's got crew that's now highly emotional. Well, the crew he's was highly fighting. emotional. The crew was exactly. Into it. I exactly. like that. I like that, but well, I don't know if it's smart. Well, and it, it's just like a gang type thing. I mean, it lays your groundwork. It's like, don't mess with us. Now, it can set you up for future problems. And, and I, when I say it's a crafty decision or a business decision, mm-hmm. I, we'll go back to the conversation we had off the air with the fake field goal for a touchdown. Right. Mm-hmm. Now I got other teams preparing for that, knowing that that can happen. So I don't put a lot of pressure on my field goal. The field goal right. rush is not as intense as it, as it would be because you got to hold back to, to watch the fakes now. Right. So the pressure's not. Because you he, never know what's coming. So there are decisions like that that they are smart decisions. It may be a tough decision and also a smart decision, but it's it's one of those that you're putting everybody else on notice and on edge that they don't know what's coming next, right. which is kind of a cool place to be. Are you talking about every emotion? We got, a, we got, go ahead, we got Junior Spivey online. Go ahead, Alex. Junior Spivey, what's up? Oh, okay. Do you Alex? want to talk to him first? No, not really. All right. Junior, you <laughs> Spivey. Junior. I don't even know Spivey. Oh, my two cents. Put a nickel in. What I was saying was, um, I th- my question to you was, uh, emotional decisions, are you talking about o- only off the field? I mean, all decisions Gordon, are emotional decisions. Jeff Gordon, that's not that's on a track. So, uh, but uh, like the field, like Kwame, all Kwame talks about is uh, read and react. So it's not it's not emotional at all. It's all just instinct and all that stuff. So, do you think that emotions involved on bang bang plays in football? Like, do you think it's emotions involved in every? Decision is my question. There's an underlying emotion in every decision, but instinctual is based on what you've done repeatedly over and over again. Well, you gotta be able to read and talk at the same time. Well you gotta guess it that's pretty powerful stuff you're talking about. So I and Cindy and you know, Cindy agree with that and what you know, well, you can do that in all walks of life. you got decisions well, me, you make. I think most decisions are emotional. But let me go back to Alex's question as well. That One of the things that I've said is there's a difference between a training mindset and a playing mindset. A training mindset is you're always looking at what am I doing, why am I doing it, how am I doing it, how can I adjust to make myself better at doing it. So there's a lot of logical, linear stuff that's going on. There's also emotionals, emotion is involved in it. When you're on the playing field, you need to be instinctual. Instinctual is a much faster way of thinking, which is why if somebody is on the field and they're stressed out, that their reflexes go down, their strength goes down, everything becomes a little bit more slow motion. So is there emotion involved in instincts? Yes, but not nearly, nearly as much as when it is when you're actually making a decision. You made a comment about the coaches with the Lakers. I think that was a smart decision. I think it had a little 
vindictive to well, everybody, going into it, but it was a smart Like decision. a Jim DeBus type thing. They may have sat around a boardroom and they're laying out, here's all the facts. Why should we choose this guy over this guy type of thing? But the bottom line to all of it, every one of them at the table is thinking, what's in it for me? What's in it for me? Am I going to be disrespected, respected, hurt in some way? I mean, all of that goes into I don't care it. about people's feelings these days. But that's just me. But you care about your own. Yeah, damn right. Uh, go ahead. See, uh, and see. I didn't see Jeff Gordon's as being as emotional, his his part in it. I, to me, I equated it to a pitcher throwing at a batter. And then Smart you think that's Smart not emotional? At 700 it's, miles an hour in a it's car? It's emotional. It's a little different. I'm sorry. It's the Go same ahead. theory. It's not, I'm not saying it's exactly the same, but what he was trying to accomplish was the same thing that maybe a pitcher is trying to accomplish when he's trying to send a message to a batter, and then you've got the bench yeah, but, clearing but brawls. What's the emotion and that's then you've under got that? The it's like you better freaking brawls. respect so to that, me. Deborah? You better pay attention tough, to me. Tough, smart, or um, is that a decision? Emotional, smart, or just tough? It could be a combination of both. It could be a smart decision and an emotional decision at the same time. Just be clear. It depends on where you throw that ball. At. If, if you're, you're going to back a guy up, yeah, that's, that's one thing. thing. That's saying, you, you know, you better, and the emotional part of that may be, you better respect me. Or I'm going to teach Junior you, don't me? ever do that to me again. Junior, you still on? Yeah, I'm still here. Oh, okay. Well, man, come on. Come on in. What do you think about uh, the decisions? Tough, smart, emotional. And I know you want to talk stupid. about the Lakers, too. But, but no, she's, she's exactly right. I mean, emotion plays a huge part in, in all of our decisions. And I think just like the Lakers' decision, I think that was more of an emotional decision than a, than a business decision. I think it was more emotions that was that was that was in, into that decision than anything. And how you how do you not choose Phil Jackson? And that you know, he was he thought he was going to be the coach. Everyone thought that it was a done deal. Well, even look at Phil Jackson's decision to say, let me go think about it, let me go talk to this wife. I mean, he's got all sorts of emotions going through him that he loves to be as, you know, any any good player would love to be in the limelight and being part of all that. And yet he was battling. There was a battle going on inside of him of the logical part of what he said in the past is, you know, I've been... I'm struggling a bit with health and those type of things, and I've said outright that I'm not going to do this, and yet there was another emotional part of a, you know, arguing, but yeah, you know you want to. Yeah, I mean, but, so, but lest, well, Jerry West, he talked to him, and he looked healthy. He was at a some banquet or something lest, with him. Lest we forget that the last time Phil Jackson coached the Lakers, they got swept by Dallas in the second round of the playoffs. Dallas was a good so team. This Dallas might, was, really Dallas was team. an old team that they should not they should not have swept the Lakers. Well, how did they win the championship? Did I, they win the championship that year? They swept the Lakers and they won a championship that you had to go through the Lakers. Mm-hmm. And then we was waiting for Oklahoma to become the team that they are now. And they were No old team just win because they owe. My, I mean, my, point, is, my point is that it's over. Phil Jackson's reign is over. He's won 11. He's come back twice. If D'Antoni doesn't work out in two years, maybe you'll see Phil Jackson rumblings again. I, I think, think so. it's time. I think it's time. He's not going to take their job yeah. and try to come back to him. I mean, maybe, maybe he'll end up going to the Knicks. Maybe he'll end up going to Chicago if Thibodeau doesn't work out. There's different places that he can go, Thibodeau's but I don't think good. it's going to be the Lakers. Yeah, but Thibodeau, they haven't done jack Defense. with him. Defense. They haven't done jack with him. Okay, I have a question. If this was just a ploy, like you guys said, to mess with Phil Jackson's head. Not, I never said that. Um, I think it was more of a, I'm going to get you back. So I, I never said that. What though. if he would have come back immediately instead of taking? I'll give you till Monday. And what if he would have come back immediately and said, "I'll take it"? And they, what would they have been? They doing? would have found a way. No, they told him you have until Monday. He didn't say, "Let me have until Monday." They told him you have until. Monday. I think why he's not the coach because uh, I, this is what I'm it's hearing. All speculation. Well, this, this is what I'm is hearing that he wanted so much. I don't think Bull- he wanted so much. He so had much that of last what? time. Yeah, he so got much ten million dollars. He got what he got to do whatever he wanted last contract. And it would have been a two year deal. Uh, I don't think he wanted so much. I think he wanted what he needed to get those guys to play together 
and by because they are new guys. So Paul Gasol, he thrived in uh, Phil Jackson's um, offense. Goes back to the challenge. Yeah, but I mean, and this is also you can take as much time. if you have eleven championships, man. You can take as much time as you need. You know, think about it. You have <laughs> yeah. eleven championships, right. and that's so. If he needs a couple more days to make this decision, then I think he, he he's earned that. And this is exactly why Jim Buss wants the power still, so he didn't want to give the power over to Phil again. Huh. That that was the end result, and maybe Cindy, right. I, maybe I said it incorrectly before. That's just the end result of him saying, no, we're going to go with him, we're going to go in a different direction because I still want to have the power. Mike D'Antoni's a manager. He's not a head coach. He can manage, he can manage egos. He'll, stip, he'll stay in the background. And Phil Jackson, I mean, I don't care who the coach need. is. Phil Jackson, D'Antonio is Kobe's team still to the next two years. And I think this, and, and when you talk about the decisions, tough, emotional, smart, I think this was a smart decision. Uh, barring all the um, rhetoric that came with it with um, Buss, I think it was a smart decision because it benefits Steve Nash, who can be exploited defensively. But when you can put up points on the board, um, you give look at the, look at what the Suns was with Steve Nash. They would run guys out the gym. Steve Nash defensively is a liability, but you got to put that much effort to come back from a 17 point lead in the fourth period, yeah. fourth quarter. Uh, but it was a it benefited Steve Nash, Powell Casal with the pick and roll that they can go through. You got the best three time defensive player of the year over there. Um, you got Kobe. I think Kobe can defer to a lot of those players now. He have three guys that he can defer to and still be Kobe Bryant. Yeah. It's like having a board room full of trust, Kwame. I think uh, Steve Nash is the only player on their on their team that Kobe actually trusts with the ball late in the game. Oh, late, yeah, with the ball. Take the last minute shot. I think uh, 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 Steve Nash is the only guy that he actually trusts. That's a good point. Yeah, good what point. Happened, I, no, I would agree with that. What happened to that point guard they had last year? I thought he was pretty good because they let the. Um, Ramon Sessions? Sessions. Where does Sessions go? Charlotte. Charlotte. The Charlotte. Yeah, okay. I mean, he's just not. He had a great. You know how a, a guy comes to a he new team. And with a lot of energy. Yeah, and you always and you always produce, overproduce when you, when you join a new team. Either overproduce or underproduce. It's, 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 I mean, it's almost an exact science at this point. But yeah, it, like it, Harden. It, pardon? Yeah, like, perfect. Like exactly. Hard, what? Like, Harden, exactly, like James Harden. Exactly. Well, he's overproducing or underproducing? Uh, he averaged, he he averaged then, 36 a game in the first four games that he was there. You which, can't, where? In Houston? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You can't continue to average 36 points in a game. Who's Why not? I like to see that person. Well, he came off the bench. You never know. He came off the bench at OKC. <laughs> Maybe he was this good the whole time. That is tough to one do, thing, man. Them one thing about one thing about Phoenix, though, with with all those guys with Sean Marion and Amare and Joe Johnson when he was there, they were eons younger than this Laker team. So, Grant, you can run up and down the court. Sean Marion was a gazelle on the court. Like he just he was so fast. That was almost ten years ago. He was so the fast. Sons are where they, where they are because management. They shouldn't let a lot of those guys go. Yeah, I've been saying forever about Steve Nash. Give Steve Nash some help. Give them some help finally, or get rid of them, and then stop raising, stop yeah. raising the ticket pri- pri- uh, prices, prices, and we can go there. There are twelve dollars tickets. At, at well, they are now because just no, we they are were last there. year. <laughs> I don't have enough Kleenex to sit at that high. <laughs> I know there's right? not a bad seat in that house. Put an exciting product down on the court, man. I want to, I want to go. I like this I team. I want to. Well, I'm cheering for the Suns. I like this. Suns I know Spive is a Laker yeah. fan, but I, I'm here. I'm gonna cheer for the Suns, Diamondbacks, right. the Coyotes if they ever get to play again. And you know the Cardinals, but there should be no ice and in the who? desert. Oh, Cardinals! And what? Yeah. <laughs> huh? What? <laughs> who? What? Oh, yeah, but no. I want to cheer for them. To to Spider's point, put something on the court that we can go watch. Yeah. I mean, don't what? ask me. To, don't ask us to suffer through every two years. You rebuilding your team. Every three years, you rebuilding your team. 
I don't even know who's on that team yeah. now, except uh, Morrison from the University of Kansas. Yeah. I think Kansas University of Kansas. When you walk in the building. Well, University of Kansas played Michigan State tonight, so just FYI. All right, Kansas sucks. So um, you have uh, – <laughs> no, I mean, Goran Dragic, who they brought back, he's going to be there. Should have never let him go. Well, but they had to to get to get another piece, not Aaron Brooks. They, had they to get paid him more money to come back, though. Yeah, but and they didn't have he deserves to, he it. There. He deserves it. So that, I, so I that's agree, because he could have been an heir apparent to what Steve Nash was And he still will be, because, I mean, he learned a lot under the tutelage of Steve Nash. So you have him. Jared Dudley, uh, Michael Beasley, if he can keep his head on right. Luis Scola is a great serviceable four. And Martian Gortat, again, I think is the most underrated center in the NBA. So they have a foundation now. They don't have to rebuild anymore. Now they just have to get better. I think everybody needs superstars on your team. I, and, and, yeah. and there, how many superstars are there in the league? Like eight? There's, there's 28 plus teams. Well, who's the superstar to come for the Suns? Uh, me? No, we, no, I mean, no air we got, time. We got a better no chance for me. <laughs> Do we need a week? Yeah. Yeah, no, it, I, I don't see one. But, Spivey, yeah. let me ask Spivey yeah. this. Talk about the quarterback situation in the NFL. And, and Is Michael Vick, um, is, is he rightly or wrongly com, um, getting all his heat? Compared to um, hey, all the other quarterbacks. That. Hey, he's going to end up in San Francisco and everybody's going to be like. And do what? Because he's gonna he's gonna get a couple championships and he ends up in San Francisco. That's a perfect match for him. They want to keep talking that noise about Vic. They're not protecting him. Look what's look what's happening. Look at this ball when he throws this ball. He throws the prettiest ball in the NFL, hands down. He has the, probably one of the best touches of, I mean, that I've seen in a long time. What? And yes, yes, he does. He throws the ball hard and hard believe only. It, believe <laughs> it. You get that Terry Bradshaw. Okay, just give him some protection. Give him some weapons. He still don't have any weapons over there what you, in uh, Brett Philadelphia. Farm. You got Macklin and you have uh, Deshaun Jackson. Uh-uh. Guys that's under six foot. No, he got receiver position. Brent Selleck. He's got one of the better tight ends. He's got Lashawn McCoy. Spivey. You a World Series uh, shortstop, second baseman? Um, you five <laughs> eleven? Yeah, but I'm just saying, dude. When you talk about, look at the ones. Look at the dogs. When I say a number one superstar, number one go getter guy. I mean, most of those guys are over six one. A lot of those guys. Talk to Drew targets. Brees about that. They're big, they're big targets. Hey, you, when you throwing, man, look at Sanchez. All right, name the wide receivers that's over there in, in uh, New Jersey. You just covered Mark I, Sanchez because he sucks. I can't name I a receiver in New Jersey. Sanchez, that's a setup, I think. You know what I'm saying? They set him up to fail, man. They, what is he? Who is he throwing to? I, I think Michael Vick has weapons. Deshaun, uh, Shady McCord, Deshaun Jackson, uh, Macklin. Okay. I don't. I don't care about their size. They get the ball in their hand. You look at it in Minnesota. Um, they have a receiver over yeah, there. Yeah, Percy, uh, Percy, Percy Harvin. Harvin. He's but there's no way. Well, back to the offensive line with Vic. Oh, he there's has now. No way. Man, give him the same protection that most of the, the star quarterbacks in this league have. You know how does how Vic, who's the fastest guy in the NFL, get knocked down more than Peyton Manning, who is probably one of the slowest quarterbacks in the league? Uh, he, well, has no, he has no. He has. Yeah, you that's know, he has no offensive line. You're right. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. That's, that's, a, that's a big problem. Let's get it, let me get your opinion on this, the BCS, real quickly. I know you're doing a Born to Argue. So, uh, I can't believe I don't have my, my uh, name and web page on that yet. But look, Born to Argue, we want to know. Give us some insight on the BCS and your opinion on the top five before we get well, to I, I still, it. This is hard for me to see Kansas State and Oregon in the championship. I mean, I would, I would like to see. Why is that hard for you? Probably, I, I don't know. It's just hard for me, you know. Oh, you're doing like, an eye test. Maybe I just don't, you know, I'm not trusting Kansas State right now. I should. You they know, are, the numbers are there. The, the stats don't lie. 
but you, you don't know, you I don't believe in you don't be you believe you don't believe in Klein, the quarterback for there. He's done everything he's oh, supposed yeah. to do. I, I do. I just I don't know. Maybe I just because I want to see an Alabama Oregon. There it is. Oh, this. Oh, okay, this is. personal. I'm talking about the fairness of the uh, kids. You know, you, you, what five you, you five you coach you coach uh, and train kids. <laughs> yes. You want you okay a guy you train and you send him to one of these universities, which is probably gonna happen, and you. But before you send him there, you talk to this coach, and you believe in this coach. And this coach said, give me this guy. This is exactly what I'm going to do for him, to him, and make him a Absolutely. better player. Okay, now he has a chance to play for Kansas State baseball team, and they are undefeated. But you don't want to see that World Series championship. You don't want to see them in Nebraska right. playing for I think Oregon's. I think Kansas State, Notre Dame, I think they are undefeated. I, I kind of go back to when Boise was undefeated, and they never got a chance. I would like to see what would have happened if Louisville didn't lose to Syracuse. Louisville is sitting at 20. They're 91. You go to the strength of schedule, again, that's some computer stuff. But when we watch football games, we say, oh, that's a good team. I wonder why they're not ranked so high. Okay. With Boise State, first off. LSU 8-2. and two. Boise State. Two okay. Boise State had two undefeated teams ahead of them. They had two undefeated teams ahead of them their last year with Kellen Moore. They were preseason number three. They stared there the whole time. The kid missed a field goal the last game of the year. Another team ahead of them lost. They would have gotten the national championship game if that field goal went. I don't think they would. Yes, they would have. They 100 percent would have. They, have the, they were one of the best teams in the country. That's uh, I don't know two, how, but that's hindsight. Number two, since when has college college sports in general been fair to the kids? Never, ever, never, never. never. So why would this change? Why the fairness of the kids? Why not there change is no it, fairness? Then. Why not change? They it? will in 2013, 2014 for, with the fourteen but, playoff. Fourteen. That's not even going to be enough. Four teams. You know, it's a stepping stone, though. Just like the one game. Just like the one game baseball pacification. Just like the one game baseball playoff. Just like the one game baseball playoff will turn into a best of three in a couple years. This because, will turn into a okay, top now, what's all that about? in ten years. Tell me this. Tell me that. What's all that about? Ticket sales. I don't know, important baseball the, games. Because if you don't win during the regular season, I don't think you should be in. But it's right. not fair right. to play 162 games and only have, like, a, oh, yes, a 10% of the league Oh, yes, because everybody has the same yes, chance. Everybody has the same chance. Everyone has way. the same chance. What's not fair about it? I think that if you play no, that long season... I want to know what you know. Tell me what you know. I know that very few teams make into the playoffs in Major League Baseball. Alex, they got, that's 100, they got 100. That's true. They got 162 games right. plus games. And I got this. I learned a little bit more baseball. From Spivey talk. Spivey, you not think there even, should be not, not even on. I, I love the playoff system now. Now that you have to, you know, guys can't just, you know, wild card guys got to earn their keep now. They got to earn their way through the playoff system because now you're, you're losing your number one. So now you're going to have to beat a team. You're going to have to really beat them with your, your twos and your threes. Right. You know? So that's a big deal. So I love that playoff but system. But do, I, you, I think, don't like do you think the first game, the first one should be a best of three or just a one-game wild card to I don't get even in? think it should I, be I like in the there. Game wild card. You do? I like okay. That. Why? Why? Why is there a one-game playoff? Why everybody has starts the season oh, zero and zero, yeah, and zero? See, they're allowing they're allowing these wild card teams, man. They're going to have to earn their way in. So they have one hundred and sixty-two plus game, games to do game. that. So you you losing your number one, Cindy. You got anything to say about that nonsense? If you can get to the yeah. World Series and you get to the pennant, dude. Hey, well, that's what the uh, you're right. That's what St. Louis did. You're never going. You never. You know. You're not. You never. Uh, starting to, starting these series with your number one. Exactly. You either want to start them with your three, or you want to start them with your with your four. That's static. Oh, no, the so garbage. Status. Trust me on that. You're Exactly. I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not a fan of it. I'm, that's just me. Don't don't throw stones yeah. at me. Don't throw rocks at me. Oh, you're doing, the eye, you know? I, I I'm like doing the eye test. I'm doing the eye test. And I like no, it. That's not, that's not having anything to do with the eye test. This has to do with everyone started with the same amount of games. I, I understand. I mean, I think that if the Lakers do, so maybe Lakers. Do you think the NBA has too many playoff teams? Yes. 
Yes. I think that... And hockey has too many playoff well, hockey, teams. Hockey, ha- First hockey of all, has too many teams, well, hockey, period. Baseball and hockey, is, the season is too long. Their ba- playoff season runs season as long. long. Their playoffs in hockey and, ba- and basketball run as long as the season does almost because there's so many teams that make it and so many playoff Well, if games. you were a baseball fan... I, I am. A basketball I, fan, I mean, maybe you would like the playoffs because I love the playoffs. Well, the, you, I, I'm a fan of all sports, but I'm not going to be biased because I'm a fan of this one team or this one sport. I want to talk about the fairness of it all, like college I, football. I keep going back to AP polls yeah. and the and the coaches' polls totally different. Kansas is number one in the coaches' poll, I believe. AP poll is Oregon, yeah, well, because of the eye test. Well, we'll see what happens. I'm just All right, well. well I'm, I'm happy for K-State, man. And by the I'm, way, they I'm played really football this weekend, too. Did anybody know that? NFL played this weekend? NFL would. This is not, the, Cardinals, the Cardinals will be back. We'll talk football. That should, yeah, be, our next, that should be our next hour. They played their best. You want another hour? Stay. You want another hour? Let's just stay right now. I'm hungry. I can't, I can't stay. Well, I'll. I'll. <laughs> I got to go to work. Fall League. Speaking of Fall League, can I congratulate the Rookies of the Year, Bryce Harper and Mike Trout, who both played in the Arizona Fall League last year. Go watch the Fall League. Did they give it to Bryce Harper? He earned wow. it. Did they, give it, Spivey, Spivey. Did they give it to him? Did they give it to him? In 20 seconds. No, they didn't give it to him. He earned it. He earned it. What about the Stop other guy? it. Mike Trout he earned it. Mike, Mike uh-huh. Trout totally earned it. For a kid to do something like what he did at 19 years old, these guys are 19. You still realize. That's baseball. That yeah, yeah, comes with it. A-Rod, junior, A-Rod probably had a better year junior, when he was 19 than that. What did you think of Frazier, though? 20 years old. Come on, man. Well, I'm going to say this and uh, let it go. You got a real quick question. Junior, what's your opinion on Todd Frazier, though? Because I kind of liked him for it. Five seconds. Who, who was that? Todd yeah, Frazier from go. Cincinnati. <laughs> exactly. Oh, I don't know. Exactly. Hey, Cindy, check born to argue. Uh, Yorkclears.com. At Clancy's Corner. 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 I'm good to hear your voice. <laughs> Quite a lot of sports talk. I have an event on Thursday, so. Where, 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 where? Talking Stick Casino, 7 p.m. Come, come where? be there. Be Talking Stick. Talking Stick, 7 p.m. on Thursday. Talking Stick Casino. Okay. What is that? One on one and yeah. All right. Yeah, What's across from yeah, what Cindy is? Indian Bend. One on one and Indian Bend. Across from Salt River Fields, where I'll be in about fifteen minutes. Come watch Fall League. Yeah, you must go speed. Cromwell Sports Talk. Thanks for joining the show, Spivey. Uh, Deborah Debris, Alex Clancy, Cindy Liska. We'll be back next week. Later. Thanks for tuning in this week. Come back next Tuesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time, for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network.